want to be esports professional. Um, hmm. Yeah, I figured it out last night. I felt like this podcasting career trajectory sucks, and it's heading in the toilet. I think we can all agree the bubble's about to pop. Bubble has popped already. <laughs> it you probably did pop already. Yet. And so esports is looking like the next thing for me. And what I settled on was Yeti and my spaghetti. Mm. Picked it up last night. Put in a few rounds this morning and really, really like won in a way that made my son not want to play Yeti in my spaghetti against me anymore. So you're kind of developing a latent talent late in life. Yeah, for removing spaghetti pieces from the bowl without making the Yeti fall into it. And what I did, I would set these devious little traps for him where I would remove pieces of spaghetti until there were only four pieces of spaghetti holding the Yeti aloft in a way that was just impossible for him to survive the game. And I feel like that kind of cunning is going to make is going to really turn some heads on the circuit. So you guys are just going to pretend like there's not a new Space Jam movie out. Well, (laughs) let's talk about this. It doesn't look very good. (laughs) (laughs) oh man guys the worst part about having kids and there's a lot of bad stuff but is watching a trailer for a movie like space jam and knowing like i'll be watching this film i know i'll watch the movie i'll know i'll see the space jam because if it wasn't for that i'd be in front with the protesters saying like space jam one was didn't need this do you all know about the history of space jam sequels do you all know about what they've tried to get off the ground for this Space is, Jam sequels? This is too this is too long for a cold open. I don't <laughs> care because we got it. Like I want to, I want us to really be able to talk about this stuff in a safe place. Maybe we, that was the beginning. It just started here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's. I mean, we got Spy Jam with Jackie Chan was in the works, but that one never really came to be. Um, we got. Uh, oh boy, there was going to be a. a Jeff Gordon was going to play uh, the the sort of Michael Jordan character in a Space Jam sequel. Anybody want to guess what the name of that no. was going to be? Yeah, it was no. going to be Race Jam, but they didn't do that one. <laughs> That's probably for the best. We'll Race see. Jam is a, is, is a pretty loaded it's a title. challenge. Let's see. Skate Jam with Tony Hawk was discussed. That one never came out. A golf-centered film with Tiger Woods. I don't even think that one got far. I guess they were going to call that one Golf Jam, if I was to guess. Or maybe Space Golf. <laughs> Does Damn, nobody realize the first one's not called Basketball Jam. That's a great, that's an excellent point. Oh, man. <laughs> we need Fresh Stick back so bad. I miss it's Fresh so Stick bad. so bad. I miss him so much. <laughs> My name is Justin McRoy, and I know the best games of the month. My name is Griffin McRoy, and I know the best games of the month. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best games of, I don't know, the summer? And we still miss are missing our friend, who it's starting to feel a little luxurious. If I could say this sort of sojourn mm-hmm. from playing and talking about video games is starting to feel a little uh 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 self you know yeah Decadent. a little self you know yeah a little decadent thank sure. you 
Yeah, yeah, no. As as somebody with a three month old who was very recently in Russ's shoes, and in many ways still is, I should sympathize with him. But the sausage has to. The people still need to eat sausage. People you, have got to eat sausage. Let's break it down for one second before we talk about. Okay, real quick, besties, ladies, and grace of home interactive entertainment. We're going to do kind of a roundup. There's several of us here. We're going to do this. Russ Freshstick has been on paternity leave. Here's what I want to say. Here, uh, here's the thing. I know Russ is still playing video games, right? Yeah. Because yeah. we get the updates from Russ. So what we are, what what what, what this extended paternity leave is uh, uh, insinuating is that every week Russ looks at the the mother of his his child and says, "You can't be without me, Russ Frushstick, <laughs> for forty five minutes. You can't handle this." Without me, Russ Frostick. <laughs> also, people think, you know, like having kids is hard, but I I don't know if y'all got this one. I'm opening up my text messages because he sent me a photo and it is him playing a game that we cannot talk about yet on the Nintendo Switch. And his child, I'm not lying here, is feeding him grapes already. <laughs> it's outrageous. <laughs> We missed Rush. And the grapes much. aren't even cut in half, which is like 101. Yeah. He said he'll definitely be back for the Halo Infinite episode. So okay, we've got great. to look forward to. <laughs> Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want. Get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties. Rocketmoney.com slash besties. Uh, we we uh, we wanted to take a, a a moment to look back at you know the uh, absolutely like a bounty of indie games that are just always sort of like slightly below the surface of uh, the the big AAA releases. Um, I, I we got we had a, a a big swath of like recommendations from people of all these great games that I just like had not heard of, and I realized that like a lot of the mechanisms i have for like finding more under the radar stuff is like i, I, I don't know they they've broken down over time twitter used to be a good place for that i it's not that anymore uh so we wanted to try to 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 sort through and find some cool stuff to to chat about and maybe recommend let's let's break down our first title because it's something that we talked about last week yes. and i think we've all sort of spent 
a lot of time with at this point, which is overboard. Yes. Since we already talked about it, we could probably be a little bit quicker in this one. It's basically a... It's from... Oh, Griffin, help me. Inkle. It is Inkle, Inkle yes. Uh, uh, we did 80 Days and uh, uh, I think a couple other sort of games sort of like this. It's really not like any game I've played before, though. I mean, it is definitely... Um, there's definitely a visual novel quality to it, uh, but it's it's very moment-to-moment interactive and sort of time-based in a way that I wouldn't typically think of um, a visual novel. You know what it almost kind of reminds me of? Like, if you, it, it's not really like this at all, but it, it is in the spirit of, like, the nonary game type things where it's like there's a lot of interactivity, but it is still, like, mainly a story that's playing out. You play a, a woman named Villainess who has murdered her husband on a cruise ship. Uh, and she is definitely the bad guy of the story. There is no, <laughs> there is no, like, yeah, no, maybe she, no, no, no. You murdered your husband in cold blood and you are trying to get away with it. Um, the way that plays out is you're on a ship with uh, several other passengers and you are trying to engineer circumstances that make it so that at the end of the day, when there's a big sort of like parlor room, uh, reveal you are not fingered for the crime, and that could be that could come from seemingly limitless different right. sources of aid, right? So there's people on the ship that'll accuse you. You could maybe win them to your side. You could knock them out with sleeping pills that you find. You could, uh, uh, y- you know, murder murder them also. Murder them like you could knock them off. Um, that yeah, there's a way to. I think I saw in the achievements. There's a way to like murder everyone. Yes, <laughs> on the boat wildly. Um, the achievements are 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 great, and I feel like are the smartest thing about the game. Uh, you you loop every time that you yeah. uh you know reach the end of the day and are jailed or you know reach any of the the endings of the game. Uh, and whenever you start a new loop, if you discovered like a lead or a an objective, it will appear in like a little checklist. So it gives you some guidance like, oh, this this guy is hiding something in his room. You should figure out what that is. Uh, and then you can use that information. It checks it off the list once you finally figure it out. And then you use that to, like Justin said, engineer that perfect loop where you get away with it. Um, yeah. For, for people who don't normally play visual novels, I really, really, really recommend you give this a chance anyway. A thing that I wasn't uh, prepared for with it is, I don't know, I, I, I with a visual novel, I expect uh, not a lot of, like, action or even yeah. not a lot of choice sometimes. Like, you're kind of on somewhat of a straightened path. Yeah. And really what they do by having it be all talky-reedy uh, is, I don't know, take away, like, the the distractions of a open world game where you would walk around in like third or first person. You can still do a lot in this game. Like you can break into people's rooms. You can steal things. There are uh, that kind of like classic sequence of trying to get somebody to drink poison yeah. is in the game in a really, really fun way. Um, I, w- I was just really caught off guard by how interactive they managed to make the game just through text. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know that visual novel is a good way of describing this game. It is it is an adventure yeah, game with a, no, a great no. a great deal of reading in it. Uh, it it runs on a clock and it is kind of puzzle boxy in that sense because each of the characters on this ship have schedules that they stick to, and if you learn their schedules, that's an incredibly powerful tool for you to put together these these perfect runs. 
just just as an example, you uh, one of the clues. There's so many things that can give you away. Any inconsistency between your testimony from one character to the other will be brought up in the parlor room scene and will get you get you caught. Um, but one one piece of evidence. I don't want to get like wicked into you know spoilers because I think it's a, a a fun thing to figure that stuff out for yourself. Um, but you you lost an earring on the deck last last night when you murdered your husband, uh, and your earring is still up there. And I kept I I could not for the life of me figure out how to kind of get around that because there's a character that finds that and then will lord it over you. And there's a few different ways of sort of dealing with that character and, and getting them to not, you know, sink you with this this damning piece of evidence. But one thing you can also do is when you wake up in the morning, before you do anything else, you can rush up to the deck and get there before them. And you have a very limited window of time to do it. But the first time I managed to pull that off, I was like, oh, okay, so that's, that is... How you spend your time is such a, uh, a, a an important decision because that shuts off other opportunities. You know, there's characters now that aren't in places I need them to be, but I can just piece by piece put together this 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 uh, this this run where I get away yeah. scot free. Uh, and this could be really repetitive, but the game super respects your time in two key ways. One, uh, when dialogue goes across the screen, it just goes quickly. Um, the yeah. game does expect you to read relatively fast, though you can go into the options and adjust that. But the other thing is, each time you start a scene, if you've done it before, you can click effectively fast forward yeah. and repeat all the answers that you had done previously. So say you got pretty far, but then got to a point where you wanted to branch in one run, you could go back and effectively fast forward through the game up until that point. Yes, you can also restart a scene once each each uh, yeah. each run. So if you like mess up something in like a a, a scene with a character, and uh, <laughs> I was trying to smother somebody, and I accidentally clicked the wrong prompt after like smothering them for a while, and I like, just ran out of the room, and they sat <laughs> up and were like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> you like, get oh, the idea. <laughs> you get it. I was murdering you. There's uh, more where that came from. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it is, it's fantastic. It's like, um, I I don't know. Games of this scale are so enticing to me right now. Uh, it is just a little handheld little Rubik's cube, just a very dense and very satisfying game. Uh, and there's, and, and there's not a, I should make clear. There's not a best. There's not like you finish it. Like I, got through with like sort of the best overall result, but like there's so many different ways you can achieve that result. Yes. Um it's there, very cool. There's also some bonkers. I got one ending that was absolutely banana cakes. Uh like in a way that is imp- I do not want to describe because I want people to stuff it is on par with the Silent Hill UFO ending. Like it gets it get, <laughs> this game gets weird. Uh there's you, there's the devil is in it, I think. It's it's a good game. Uh yeah, but we've 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 discussed that at length. I want to hear about chicory. I'm yeah. guessing Plant put that on here because yeah, I've, I've, have either of you it played looks, it? Uh, yeah, I've not played I, it. I downloaded. I played a little bit of it. Uh, okay, then yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna help you here because the first hour of this game quite slow and okay. you just maybe that's that kind of what I was it. running into. Yeah. So for uh, people who are curious, uh, 2D game you play as a cute little 
puppy um, who lives in a world full of artists. And there was a famous artist named Chicory, who was the master wielder, who basically is the great artist of the time. And your character was their janitor. Um, and one day, uh, Chicory has locked themselves in their room and the master paintbrush is just sitting out there. And Chicory is like, well, I guess I'll like help and take this and just go out into the world and do what I can until Chicory is ready to take it back. And mm-hmm. so begins effectively a Zelda game without much combat. Um, the world at this point has lost all of its color. So with this paintbrush, you move around with WASD um, uh, or WASD, and then you use your mouse to paint the entire world. You can paint any object in the world. You can paint the people. You can paint the objects. You go around collecting things, solving stuff, gaining new kind of paintbrush powers, which is where the Zelda comparison comes in. That helps you, you know, like get into new areas uh, and further explore things. And eventually there is some combat. There are these like extremely creepy boss fights. But uh, here's the reason to play it. The story is delightful, Um, especially if you suffer from anxiety or you've ever wanted to create anything and worried (laughs) that you uh, suck at it. Um, because really it is a story about the expectations of being an artist. So the, the great example of this is your character. It's named after whatever you input as your favorite food. So my character's name is Pasta, which is great because my real dog's name is Pasta. Um, Pasta is like going around doing um, her thing, right? And some people she meets, they're like, wow, I am so glad to meet you. I have donuts. And, like, you're an artist, so, like, could you just, like, design donuts? And you're like, I, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, sure, I guess. I, why not? But then you'll also meet people who are, like, at an art school, and they're like, hey, I've been trying to be an artist my entire life. You know, you come around, you're a janitor, you don't even want it, you pick up this thing, and everybody thinks you're so good, like, that's just not fair. Um, Which is a weirdly um real (laughs) conversation about like how art works and how celebrity works and how fickle it all is and Mm -hmm. the whole game is this it is like just over and over and over dealing with the different types of people who are in the arts community the different types of creators what their expectations are one of my favorite bits in the game is you um you're you come across your sister who has been in art school for a long time and your parents are like wow you're the you're the master wielder like we we got kind of always thought your sister would be would be that you know she's been going to art school and you talk to her and she's like oh no like that would suck like being that person would utterly suck i i would not want that much pressure and responsibility i just like making things and like not having those expectations on me um it, it's really it's just a really sweet game um and also beautiful like the just it is one of those games, I can see why, again, why it, if you don't have a lot of time or you can't kind of convince yourself to just let, to go at your own pace, it might not be for you because what I've enjoyed is just doodling, like stopping whatever I'm doing and coloring in the world like a coloring book. Um, I think that is kind of when it's best, when you you kind of go at it in a leisurely pace. So that's that's like a long summary of it. I really do think both of you should give it just maybe, you know, get past that first hour and see if it still clicks with you. 
It looks like my jam. On honestly, I I I have designs on playing this at some point. Uh, yeah, I, I I I found what I played pleasant enough. I just didn't. It it, it was moving a little slow, and there was a lot of yeah. Stuff and and, and it, was, it does speed up. I, I I will I will say that after the first hour, you start getting more abilities and powers, and you can start designing your own brushes and stuff like that. And once that gets going, I, I think it kind of finds its cadence. It's also very generous. Like there's just, there's gift boxes everywhere. They give you new outfits or new brushes. So you're kind of constantly being rewarded just for exploring. I'm so excited to talk about this next game. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Because <laughs> it is, uh, it's a heck of a thing. It's called Phantom Abyss. You mentioned it last week, which got me, yeah. uh, got me up on it. What did you think, Griff? Uh, it's, it's good. It's, uh. It's, I, 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 it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I played uh, it to the point where I felt like I had gotten what I was gonna get out of it, and, uh, and there's probably that's probably not a fair summary of it, but it's it. I had a great deal of fun with it while I was uh, in those those early stages. So it is a gosh. How to describe? It. Did I tell you guys about it after the show or on the show last week? I feel like it must have been on the show, right? I don't know. Let's I think it's worth redescribing. So yes. yeah, so it's a, a first person uh, run based uh, platformer. I guess you'd say yeah, because there's not really like enemies to speak. It's of. it's it's it feels a bit mirrors edgy. Just a just okay, a yeah. touch. Mirrors edge is not a bad comparison. It's sort of like. If Mirror's Edge and Splunky got together and had yeah. a family, this would be the this would be the child. Uh, you are navigating these trap filled environments with uh, basically just your trusty whip to help you get around. Your whip uh, is cool. It feels very you know video game whips are always a question mark. What are we gonna get with this one? This one is a good whip. Uh, it lets you connect to any point basically and uh, catapult yourself up towards that point. And you're basically trying to make a run f- through this sort of like trap-filled dungeon, collecting um, keys and treasure and gold and, and stuff that c- you can use to get new whips and upgrade your whip uh, and make it deeper into the dungeon. Um, the sort of really neat hook of of this game, I mean, it, it not the only hook, because obviously the the basic game design is just fun to play, but there is uh, this idea that each, because each level is procedurally generated, uh, each level will be beat only once by one person on earth. So if you're playing a dungeon, so if you play one and you die, someone else gets to take a chance at it. And if you are that next person, then you see the ghosts of everyone who has tried before and failed rushing alongside of you. Um, And, it's really fun and interesting because for one, you can like, it's sort of like a time trial. If you know that that person is going to fuck up, right? Like how much can you take away from like a ghost like that? If you know that they're going to die. And it's so good when you watch somebody beef it and you're like, you fucking dink. And then you jump and miss the next <laughs> whip jump and fall Five, to your death. Yeah, yeah. The exact same jump. Yeah. Um, that, that aspect of it is very, is very cool. It's also very funny to, log into a level and you're like 22 people have died have died here and you're like well there's no absolutely no way i'm clearing this um or if you get one that no one has played then it feels a little bit more hopeful at least for me who's like not particularly great uh i will say that it is and i don't it 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 is just a little bit (sighs) 
there were just a few too many times where it just felt a little bit finicky in terms of I feel like I did that. There's a for instance, there's a this is was my like sort of chief issue with it. There's like a um roll that you can do if you fall for a long distance. There's like a roll you can do split second before you hit the ground that will uh, remove any damage. And I felt like the timing on that was like kind of weird. It felt a lot of times like pretty un ungenerous. Although I'm sure with a game like this, it is calculated down to the nanosecond, but it, it felt it just didn't like feel. Yeah. I, it just I didn't a feel rough. Feel right. Also, yeah. And there also are, is a real sense of, and this is kind of the fun of it, but there, it feels like very uneven in terms of the difficulty where like sometimes you'll hit something that sucks from the moment you log it. Like from the moment you get in, there's spinning blades and uh, gas and uh, a bunch of different like traps. And sometimes there are huge complex traps. And this is a kind of hilarious, huge complex traps that you can just sort of like not do <laughs> because it's like sometimes the solution is walk some to the right and then jump and then you're past it and you don't have to go do and if you're not aware of it sometimes you'll just run headlong into these traps and start trying to navigate them when you can just like literally go around like not even yeah. mess with them um yeah. plant did you try, try yeah I, I think i think i think everybody's gonna rip this game off in like the next five years it, this it feels like one of those ideas that um you know, it's it's clearly building off of Dark Souls with, you know, the kind of like phantoms uh, that you can call for to see how other people did things in Forza Horizon where, you know, you have asynchronous multiplayer with cars zipping around. But what I think is really brilliant about this game is, you know how everybody just plays a game on like one screen and then watches playthroughs on another? Like yes. it is guides now or they watch, you know, Twitch streamers to see how sure. they approach certain things. What's so inspired here is they just built that into the game. Like, you don't need a guide for this game, even though all the levels, you know, you couldn't really make one anyway because the levels are procedurally generated. Instead, you you use people's mistakes to actually learn how the game works. And I, I think, like, maybe this is a way to make um, something like Spelunky more accessible, would be a mode like this, yeah. where you could see other people playing it in real time and learn how the world works without having to learn by dying. Um, I was like, I was really surprised how fast I learned the dynamics of this game just by like, you know, always staying a few steps behind the phantoms, seeing what they did. You know, you don't, they don't have to have a lot of tutorial explanations because, you know, they go and whip, you know, uh, the tutorial is mercifully short in, in this. Yeah. 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 You you can, you can learn just by watching. And I, I think that I would love to see, I don't think I need to see like every game make this the heart of the game, but having this as some sort of like accessibility option or tutorial option would be really nice. Um, and much, you know, cleaner and more polished and, I don't know, it makes it feel like a community um, than the usual, you know, here's the log you have to duck under. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think just as a pure idea, it rules. I do agree that I will probably not play a whole lot more until it gets another few patches because yeah. I do think that they can, they can fine tune how it feels because, yeah, I, I, I had the same issue with the, the role. I also just felt like there were a number of times where I thought I could whip something to launch myself up there and then it didn't work. And that is 
pretty frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, for a game like this, you you kind of need that shit to work. I feel like it is working 100% of the time. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a neat one. Um, hey, speaking yeah, of neat Yeah, what's this last ones, game? Dimeo. I mentioned it, I, I think a while ago when I was talking about sort of VR stuff. This is a, currently a VR only, but they are working on a cross play, uh, just PC version. Uh, and it is a virtual tabletop game, uh, that when you are in VR, uh, you can, sort of play from the top down like you are you know hovering over an actual table and playing a a sort of uh tactics uh rpg with your with three buddies uh but you can also sort of zoom in and scale it down so that it feels like you're standing amongst the pieces uh dimio is a i feel like it is bizarre that there are not more games like this which is to say like a simulation of a tabletop rpg um not necessarily a full-blown role-playing sort of experience but more of a like fourth edition tabletop battle tactics style thing uh very hero questy if that Mm. resonates with with y'all uh, it's weird to me that there aren't more games like this. And Demio not only is cool because it is in VR and you get that that sort of experience with it, it's just a really well-made sort of tactics RPG. Uh, you play as one of four, I think four classes, uh, and they're you're pretty sort of standard, you know, uh, fighter, mage, thief, ranger, uh, classes and you have action points you can spend each turn you have uh, a movement you can take each turn uh, you have uh, different cards that you can play each round which cost a certain amount of action points and they are class specific uh, some of those cards recharge every turn like the wizard if you plays the wizard has a zap spell that you can use every single turn and it will stun one of the enemies on the board uh, but every time you accrue a certain amount of experience points, you get a another sort of powerful class ability. You also collect gold and treasure as you go through the dungeons, and you can spend those between rounds uh, to to purchase more cards. And the the interface for all that stuff is so sick. Like on your right wrist, almost like a wristwatch, you can see the turn order. Uh, and if you like turn one of your hands upwards, all the cards just kind of fan out and appear in your hand, and you just sort of grab them and slap them down on the board like you're playing fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh it's it's just it's just a really really good well-designed uh tactics RPG and then once you are sort of playing it with, you know, the one of the strengths of of the, you know, any VR headset really is that it has headphones and mic built into it so that if you're playing a multiplayer game, pretty much everybody's talking and the player base for this game is like into it in a way that has made it very approachable to get into it. Like my first game, I was so nervous because like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Uh, But everybody was like, oh yeah, okay. So you want to make sure that you uh, don't go into rooms by yourself. Don't open up a door to reveal a new chamber at the end of your turn. Like very, very helpful and very cool. Um, And it has like enough sort of hero moments. You can get like critical hits and sort of turn the tide of a battle or draw a clutch card that sort of saves the the fight. Uh, it's it's just it's just fantastic. I I think about it a lot when I am not playing it, which for me is sort of the hallmark of a of a good game. Uh, and also, it's just kind of fun to be playing VR stuff again. 
Uh, it's got it's got me dipping my my toe back into that pool. Um, so yeah, Demio, D E M E O. Uh, I, I I think it's sick. I I genuinely think that the core sort of RPG ness of it will make it like fun enough to play when it is just a PC game that you don't have to strap a thing to your head to to do. But man, it's super cool to to sort of get in there. Nice. Uh, well, there's some games. Everybody you play those then. Yeah. Stop complaining at us. Are people you know, complaining at us? People are like, there's nothing to play. What do I do, Justin? Like, oh, I don't uh, uh, I people don't people did games. complain about one thing. Griffin, people really want you to try Monster Hunter stories too. People <laughs> really, <laughs> really defending it. Really worried. I mean, I'll 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 check it out. Sure. I just I played a couple hours of Monster Hunter Stories One and was it's 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 rare for me to be so turned off by uh a game. Uh, but hey, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a shot. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now... You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, 
Fees and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Um, let's uh, let's let's keep on trucking. All right, all right. Into segment B, which I'm looking at the rundown here, and this makes no sense to me. Oh, did uh, so? I I actually have to run. Uh, back oh to, God, no! Yeah, but. I, I invited someone over to to cover for me so I can go get some breakfast. Do you mind if I let him in? Sure. Okay, one second. Why is he knocking? Hey, uh, it's a New Jersey giraffe. Oh, oh, oh hey, New Jersey giraffe. Hey, New giraffe. Jersey giraffe. Hey, I, y- yeah? Are you, so do you, what's... Let okay. him let him introduce let like yeah, let's your, let him do his yeah. fucking bit and then we'll cross examine him. Yeah, my name is New Jersey Giraffe. I'm the only talking giraffe that you'll ever meet. Yeah, oh, fuck. Objection. Me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, man. I don't know. All right. New no, it is. Okay. Yeah. So we know another talking giraffe. His name is New York Giraffe, and honestly. Talking about the existence of New York mm. Giraffe is not necessarily something I'm interested in doing with you, New Jersey Giraffe. So I want to grant you the conceit that you are the world's only talking giraffe and move sort of through. I can't go around or above or under. Yeah. So I'm just going to go through. Yeah, I this. think I think you are confused. Like people who think that the New York Giants and the New York Jets are New York teams. Those stadiums are in New Jersey. Okay, so hold on. Wait, are you saying that you are New York Giraffe, but you have sort of you've sort of accepted your bridge and tunnely nature. No, no, no. I, I'm saying I've, I've never left Newark. It's the only place I've ever, I've actually was born. In oh Newark Airport. shit. This whole time he's been saying Newark giraffe. Newark giraffe. Newark okay. giraffe. Okay. Well, what's your deal then, man? So I heard about your show from, you know, a stranger at the airport, uh, who was listening to the, his, his the podcast. And I heard about the video games, and I thought, I gotta teach you about my video game, because I think uh, I think it could really help uh, both of us mutually. Russ is gonna be so pissed off when yeah, he hears this. So, He's gonna the, game, this. the game is yeah. called, uh, hey, where, where are my car keys? Yeah. Because I need to find my car keys. There's only one car that is shaped uh, for giraffes, and I cannot get out of the airport until I find my car keys. What uh? What kind? Of, what what's the make and model of that giraffe? Uh, car? It, it is uh, a Subaru. Subaru. It's out back. Okay. And um, I'm sorry. I'm really in the weeds with Newark giraffe. Um, yeah, I think I like it. I'm into it. Yeah, I think I'm into it. I guess he's just, I'm having trouble sort of knowing what's different about him from the other talking giraffe that's on this. The show. difference, you know, if, if I were to say a New York giraffe, I would probably like pizza and bagels. Uh, but as a New Jersey giraffe, I'd like an Italian shaved ice, uh, hoagies and pork rolls. Damn, yeah. And there's a lot of sort of like bridge and tunnel sort of um uh, just sort of elitism that is sneaking into this character in a, in a way that is maybe going to be just very narrow casting for our friends who live in the sort of New England area. 
Um, mm-hmm. But that's great because there's a lot of people who live in that area. I'm a blue collar hero. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. you are for sure. Hey, how do you feel about Bruce Springsteen? Oh, the boss. That's not an answer. <laughs> Love him. Bon Jovi, baby. Yeah. Hey, say 10 other New Jersey things right now. Uh, uh, uh Bridge and Tunnel. I already uh, said that. That doesn't said count. That when you're copying. No uh, copying off oh, oh, uh, Mutt's. I, oh, I want sauce. So- okay, here's how I want my hoagie. Put sausage, peppers, and some fresh mutts. Do you feel like, can I talk to you? Yeah, but you're talking like a shooby right now. Okay, you're now reading off Wikipedia. I just want to know <laughs> if you feel like you've achieved everything that you set out to do. Oh, uh, oh! I, f- I found my car keys. I guess I can get out of Newark and finally visit New York. I hope I do not meet this another is giraffe. Cr- this is Chris. I think yeah, it's, I think you know it's what's Chris. fucked up is I used to think that Russ was New York giraffe, but then New York giraffe presented a certain like evidence that made it like made that conclusion impossible. I feel pretty strongly that Chris is New Jersey giraffe. Hey, uh, I, my friend just left. Chris! Uh, yeah? I'm just so happy to have you back. Oh, More cool. ha- happier than you could ever know. Now, it sounds like the last segment went great, and I think everybody who listens to the show loved it, and it's going to be very yeah. nice to us It says here in the, in the rundown we're supposed to do reader mail, but I'm pretty sure that we don't have any <laughs> listeners anymore. Yeah. Uh, so that would be futile. They're not hearing it. Um, let me ask you guys if you're playing anything else besides the incredible bevy of games. I have two, if I could just say them real quick. Yeah. I checked out Backbone. Oh, the um, controller? No, the uh, adventure game the where everybody's Oh, with animals. the animals, yes. Yes, uh, very moody, very gritty. Mm. Uh, a lot of... Uh, it's, very, it's, it's a very specific tone. I'm not sure why everybody's animals in it, but it is... Uh, a very interesting piece. Only a couple hours in. There's like, here's what here's what my caution to you would be. It's vi- there. It, there's a very specific tone. It's very well realized. It looks incredible. I mean, if you look at the screenshot, it looks so cool. Um, it there's a lot of reading. It's a lot of like, you know what it kind of reminds me of in that sense of like, um, oh, Disco Elysium, where it's like you just have to dial in that you're going to be reading a lot of conversations, and they're well written, but there's like. A lot, and you just have to lean into that. Um, at, with, with like sometimes going quite a while before the sort of more traditional gameplay mechanics come through, but it looks cool. It's a very specific tone. Um, I'm also kind of interested because there's like some sort of big conflict of like people. It's gotten some really bad reviews uh, from from like players who I think it gets too weird for some people. Um, so I'm I'm kind of interested to see like what what on earth that that could be. Um, the other one that I wanted to mention very quickly was Boomerang X. Oh yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, I actually I here's what I will say I played it on the Switch. Well, let me say, say what the game is first. It is sort of an a, a arena battling game, uh, with some platforming elements where you have a uh, first person. You have this like spinning. It they call it a boomerang, but it really looks it's the glaive from Crawl. Yeah, which is a reference that like only us '80s kids will uh, appreciate. But it is like a spinning glaive, uh, 
that you throw at enemies and then you can teleport to. So if you can imagine that you throw the boomerang and it is flying out and killing enemies and then you can press another button and basically like hurl yourself at wherever it is. Um, and in practice, it it's a little tricky right at the very beginning, but in practice, it feels like incredible because you're basically just like flying around the area, following your your boomerang uh, and soaring through the air and hitting enemies with it. Uh, it's very cool. I will say that I got it on the Switch and almost instantly regretted it because the it's just for dual stick stuff like the Switch always feels bad. It just doesn't feel good it, for me for like first person shooters. The the sticks just feel. Do you guys get that? Am have I, have is, you got the, yeah. the the Monster Hunter controller? Have you done that? Sorry, what? You can get um. This is like a fresh stick recommendation. There there are Joy-Con replacements that are like larger. Well, I, I have the light for Monster Hunter. I'm, this is on the light. I mean, I only uh, light, so yeah. Uh, um, maybe that is part of my problem. Uh, but it's it's really neat. I would recommend playing it on a different platform, or if you have, you know, a a Switch Big as they call it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fit in a reader mail here uh, because Ooh. Trevor on on Twitter dot com. A recommended uh, SNKRX, which is a, in his words, $3 roguelike snake game with oh, auto yeah. battler mechanics. And that is actually a pretty perfect description of what it is. Uh, like Snake, you're in, confined in a little uh, rectangle and you uh, get heroes who are rep represented by dots. Very minimalistic uh yeah art, art style yeah yeah you can get like up to like six or seven and each of those dots has their own abilities so some fires weapons some uh, have area attack spells um and yeah it, it, it's not super challenging um runs go pretty long but i imagine you only would play it a few times to complete the whole thing but for three bucks it, it is it's a good way to spend an evening um i i really enjoyed it Looks cool. That looks like right up my alley. Uh, I can't. I think we've all been playing the same game that we got quite early uh, and cannot talk about. Uh, Correct. But that's. I can't. Uh, I, I, that's. I, I can't wait to talk about that one because uh, it's good as hell. Uh, I. Uh, I mean, y'all don't want to hear. Great. Me talk. Very good addition. Yeah. Thank you. you I mean, y'all don't want to hear me talk about Final Fantasy anymore. Y'all say you, every time I talk oh, about Final Fantasy fourteen. I, I mean, I did start fucking around with the gold saucer though. They got the gold saucer in it, like from seven, you know? What's your hour count up to on that one, Griff? It's actually impossible to say because <laughs> I leave it logged in just on my PC so that like when mm -hmm. I get a few spare minutes here and there, I just Steam link it up. I don't have to do all the bullshit login stuff again. Is this the time for me to start playing, Griff? Should I get in now? Is oh, this no. the moment? I mean- but, Hey, a serious, serious question. Yeah. Your compulsions aside and your specific, your life circumstances aside, is it like, is it, is it something that is worth getting into? Like, should people, should I play it? I mean, are we going to do this? Are we doing this? Are we doing this convo? Because I think the, I believe the answer is yes. I think it's a, I think it's a phenomenal game. And I think it's easy to memify people's enjoyment of it. There is, um, if you're not plugged into it, there is a very, uh, and there always has been a sort of very tribalist, 
a way that people who play MMOs think and talk about the MMOs that they play and and therefore uh, by extension fucking hate all other MMOs and and for a while now that has been like Final Fantasy 14 versus WoW for for the most part um and as as a result of that people who play Final Fantasy 14 are like deep into it because there is a a sort of defense force mentality about it. Uh, there's a a big WoW streamer named Asmongold, um, who if you've ever like looked at YouTube and Googled WoW or Final Fantasy fourteen, you've seen his like op- uh, mouth agape sort of reaction videos just sort of scattered across the results there. Uh, and he has just like recently crossed party lines to start playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and it's sort of fired up. All of that, all of that stuff, all of that tribalism, all over again, and I see how that is like exhausting and kind of like sullies the waters of conversation about uh, really either game. But Final Fantasy fourteen is sort of the one that everybody's talking about right now. You put all that aside, I, I, I think this game absolutely rules and has has dethroned like any other MMO I've I've played. I am enjoying it in ways that I have not enjoyed other games before. And it it does carry that that caveat that I think all of us on this call hate, which is that like you got to put in the work to get to the stuff that is like really really great about it. Um but I I I feel invested in the story and in my character to a degree that like maybe no other game has has hooked me like story-wise and character investment-wise before, and I do not think that I'm the only one that sort of harbors that opinion about the game. Here's the deal. I'm sure there's going to be a slow period at some point in August or in the next few weeks. How about for one of those weeks, you give us a tour? We we all play some Final Fantasy fourteen together, and you give us like the your expert level tour of the world. Is that like how a much thing do you we do? need to play to get to a point where it's like enjoying ourselves? I, I mean, I, it's t- it is tough for me to answer that question for you. It d- it it uh, it starts quite slow, both narratively and mechanically. They, uh, I think, like last year at some point, shortened the like first campaign, the A Realm Reborn campaign, because it was chock full of cruft. Uh, and from what I've heard, it is still uh, you know it still takes some time to get through, but it is more meat than you know excess at, at at this point um it it has ups and downs is the is is the real problem uh the the main sort of storylines of each campaign are 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 good to excellent um but there is always periods between like campaign releases right between like dlc releases and in those interstitial periods the quality of the content can occasionally take a dive for example like a realm reborn is good and you can play it just like any other sort of final fantasy game and it's 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 cool and you learn the game and you explore this world and it's like enough to carry you through and then there is a chunk of game that comes after that that bridges the gap before the first dlc that is rough that is like a lot of padding and is not particularly pleasant to play through and there's ways around that i actually played through some of that and was having a really tough time making it through it uh but there's a potion you can buy with money that lets you jump to the expansion and then you can watch like a youtube video that's like yeah here's what happens in all of that extra stuff uh which is you know it's 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 not for everyone i think that route of getting through it but it is sort of i don't know 
It's how it's how I have bridged the gaps. But it hits it it hits a point that it it takes off and doesn't stop being sort of phenomenal. Um, I don't know, man. I think I I I genuinely it is weird to me to occupy this space on this podcast where like there's this thing that I love and think about a lot that I fully recognize is not I think the three of y'all's jams. But I also think that like if you have enjoyed a Final Fantasy game before. I think, I mean, if you're willing to put in the kind of work that a Final Fantasy game sort of demands, I think that this is a fine time to get into 14. Um, I think that's great. And I think you are literally hours of content away from hitting the near threshold. So I don't think you need to apologize for literally anything. Before we wrap, I want to try something new, also meeting um, feverish uh, listener demand. We're not always great about... uh, reiterating the names of the games that we played this week so i thought hey let's just go from the top this week we spoke about overboard that is the uh story you're uh, a woman who murders her husband game we spoke about chicory which is the zelda like game about art we spoke about phantom abyss the first person uh uh, puzzly mirror's edge meets spelunky game we spoke about Demio, which Griffin compared to HeroQuest, and that is literally, I was deciding that I need to go play it immediately. Hey, let's play that. Hey, let's play that. Too. Hey, that would be a fun fucking game to play together. We should, we yeah. should get a, a, a I party. have some time. Yeah, let's Demio it up. Let's do play it. it. Is it on, where is it? Oculus Store? Uh, yeah, it's on, it's, it's Quest native now, so you can just play it on the headset. Oh. You don't have to link or anything. Great. You nice. Griffin had another game he couldn't talk about, but he did talk about Final Fantasy XIV, which I think y'all all know what that is at this point. Justin, you spoke about Boomerang X, uh, which is the the throw of the deadly boomerang, which you can teleport to. Mm-hmm. What was the other game you spoke about? God, it was just oh, it was, uh, Backbone, 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 Backbone. And and I spoke about SNKRX, which is the world's most advanced snake game. And next week we will be talking about the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. We're talking about Woo-hoo! the bad one. No, nah, I, I'm it's actually looking forward to one. it. I need Twilight reviews, is the bad reviews one. Hit, rev, uh, Twilight Princess is good too. It, reviews are hitting this morning and a lot of people are liking it because it's a good-ass game that they took the fucking motion controls out of. So yeah. I, it's, yeah. I'm excited I to relitigate this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Hey, Justin, where do we go from here? Well, we tell people to follow us at the Besties Pod. Uh, we tell people to like subscribe to the show and rate and review and all that good stuff that people always ask you to do. But it really does uh, help us continue to make this uh, program. So so thank you for that. Um, and uh, thanks for, for being here with us. We really appreciate you. That's going to do it for us for this week. So until next time, be sure to join us again again for the besties. Because you're the world's best friends. Pick the world's best games. Besties!